You're listening to the Oiled Up Podcast, and I'm your host, Armando Caba. Yep, it's another white boy with a podcast. How groundbreaking is that shit? Also, the audio fucking whore has a home now. Can you believe that shit, that I have my own podcast? Who'd have thunk it? I think it's a long time coming, but hey, welcome. We're going to be talking some shit. Uh, just to give you a heads up of how this podcast is going to go, I honestly think I'm going to treat it more as like a public diary. We're going to be talking about personal stuff. I'm definitely going to be talking about art stuff. We're going to keep it sexy. We're also going to talk about everything and anything, to be honest with you. And I'm happy to be doing this. And it feels weird flying solo, but uh, it's time. It's time for me to do this fucking show. So today's episode, I really wanted to talk about men's body image and share my story. And I feel it's a good time to talk about it because it's January. You know, we've all seen like the ads on our phone. Uh, I've been seeing ads in public of, you know, hey, sign up today at the gym and you're going to get like, you know, the first month free and you get a bunch of benefits and all that. And just people starting with their New Year's resolution, which tends to always be like, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, which is, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it's a lot. And, you know, we, I think we've, we've been talking a lot about it in terms for, especially for women, which is great. I think it's wonderful that we're seeing more plus size individuals in modeling, that we're seeing more representation. But when it comes to the discussion of body image with men, it's not as, I guess, advanced or you don't see lots of people talking about it and I'm sure there are people who want to talk about it who are waiting and I decided if you know why wait when I could just kind of put something out there so I'm going to share my little story about my journey through fitness and weight loss and all that because it's not it's not a fun one you know it's a bit of a spoiler it wasn't it wasn't a fun time and this is specifically a period I'm talking about in what was it like I think 2012 2013 fuck me it's a long time ago but anyways so I used to always be you know the bigger kid growing up uh I was never bullied for it I was lucky in that regard but I did know I was the bigger kid and I was self-conscious and I think I became more and more self-conscious as I got older you know after graduating high school going to CJEP, and it was really in university where it really kicked off. I went to a high school that was very sports-oriented. Uh, I did do training while I entered my like first fine arts program, but like not hardcore training. Like I would just go to the gym. It gave me structure. Yeah, you know, I lost a bit of weight. I toned up and kind of evolved from like this deliciously plump little boy into more of a young man. And things kind of went south at... Fuck. It went south after my first breakup because I turned to training to kind of let out my feelings, which was odd considering, you know, I had a therapist that I would speak with about, you know, how I felt and what was going on and trying to get over, you know, my first major heartbreak. But it was the gym that kind of took over at one point, um, it really started, you know, I got into boxing, which I love. I love boxing. Uh, I was doing it for years. I continued to do it when I moved to Italy after Montreal. 
But when I got into boxing, I don't know, something clicked on, I think, with the combination of being, like, very insecure and heartbroken, like, kind of get my confidence back. Like, I really threw myself in it. And I became very focused on my weight and my appearance. And this came to a point where I dropped so much weight, I went from... You know, when I graduated high school, I went from 220 pounds at my heaviest to about 152 pounds at my lowest. And yeah, a lot of work and all that. But I I think it. looking back at it now, it had such a negative impact on, on myself mentally. And just the way that it kind of that mentality bled into all different parts of my life, which really made me a bad version of myself at the end of the day. So getting into like how I trained and what I was doing, uh, I would do boxing in the morning, which was basically one hour. It was more like CrossFit mixed with boxing. So a lot of, you know, cardio, and already boxing is like a shit ton of cardio. So doing cardio, you know, doing a lot of use exercises with your body and such. And I guess, you know, like the rush of endorphins, being in a group of people, having this structure was really refreshing and something clicked on where I was like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, take it up a notch from when I previously used to train. I'm going to get meal plans. I'm going to start preparing things now and, you know, eating well for my body. And I was seeing results. I was seeing results. I was dropping weight quickly. I felt stronger. I felt quicker. Uh, at the time it just felt like tons of positives, but in terms of the habits I picked up, that's where the problems came into play, where I noticed I began weighing myself more often. Like usually I, I would not give too much of a fuck about having a scale, but I had a scale in my bedroom in my first apartment that I would get on at least three to four times a day. Like I'd weigh myself in the morning. I would weigh myself when I came back from the gym. I'd weigh myself, even at the gym sometimes, uh, I'd weigh myself in the evening, and then there were really bad moments where I would weigh myself in the middle of the night after I went to go take a piss. Not, not the healthiest relationship, and then even the way that I would do physical activity changed. I was at uni at this point, I was still, you know, like, putting in all my hours in school, in the studio, but I started to not only do this one-hour class that would be five times a week I would then start to do cardio before class and already this class would fucking kick your ass but I started doing cardio I think like sort of like 20 minutes before class started and then that 20 minutes grew into you know a good half hour minimum to close to an hour where I would be on the treadmill before going to this very physically demanding class and it kept going in that to the point that even after doing all that in the day, I would go back home in the afternoon after school and I would go for a run at the, on the mountain, which, you know, if you're familiar with Montreal, if you're not, it's built around a mountain. That's how it got its name. And literally this mountain, like you can like go up it and if you go down, you'll be in the complete opposite end of the city. So I'd run from downtown Montreal up the mountain to the tip top and run back down every day with all this training. So I was doing a good like, oh, I would say getting close to four hours a day 
a very intense training. And the thing is, I'm an artist. I'm not an athlete. I wasn't doing pro boxing. I wasn't trying to get to like some sort of amateur level. I really enjoyed it. But I, at the same time, to do all these hours didn't really make sense. Like, sure, it made me happy, but it really became such a core element of my life that even for, like, dieting, that became very strict for me. Where I remember, like, apart from just having, like, simple meal plans, I would eat, like, on the clock. Like, six meals a day, had to have, you know, had my breakfast, which consisted of, you know, like, having my oatmeal... I would have my protein shake after working out and then after I had like already a meal prepped in the fridge for like late afternoon, I'd have my dinner and then I'd have like another meal that was more protein oriented in the evening. And yeah, I know hearing a guy talk about a workout routine on a podcast, it's fucking boring and it was, it was very boring living and I felt I limited myself a lot for vanity. It wasn't, it was never the idea in my head to like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to be healthy. I'm doing this because I want to, you know, end up pursuing this in a very serious way, like almost make a career out of it. Like, absolutely not. And um, getting into now the facts where it wasn't good for me is that I would also watch extensively what I would eat when I would go out with friends. I was that guy at restaurants who would make all these adjustments to a dish, not because I have any form of allergies or, you know, intolerances to anything, just because like it would like I would be so hyper fixated if I had like a creamy dressing on a salad, like that was unacceptable. Like I had to make sure it was a vinaigrette or there was nothing and I was always like pestering the waiters, being like, What's in this? What's in that? Can you substitute that? for this and that and it would be like an extra like five minutes five minutes on my end of of ordering and I think even telling you now and going through it in my head it was I must have been the biggest pain in the fucking ass to go out with and another part where this became bad is that every time I would go out and you know have drinks with my mates I would avoid public transit just so I can walk home and burn more calories. Like that was the goal. Burn more calories. And going to the gym was not seen anymore as, you know, just this structural thing like, oh, I'm going to just be active. But whatever I did the night before, I felt I had to pay for it at the gym, which is not a healthy thing to do. You shouldn't be going to the gym to punish your body. You should be going there to celebrate it. It shouldn't be this... It shouldn't be this thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, I had three pints last night and uh, the bar was close to where I live, so I didn't get a chance to walk home late. So I'm going to go do extra, you know, an extra like half hour on the treadmill sprinting because God forbid, God forbid I should gain a pound or anything. And that in itself is very fat phobic because that's all I focus on. My biggest crisis that can happen to me at that time was gaining weight that for me was seen as like the biggest failure for me which is you know it's not true it's not true that like being fat means you've lost life or that you know you're losing and that it only you know it had this weight on me 
when I would date that like I couldn't be fat. I had to prove that like I was fit. And I had that very macho, unhealthy attitude like, oh, women only want to go out with men who are fit and have their abs showing. Like I need to get that cock ab. Which is not true at all. If you're a guy listening to this and you think that's the only thing you need or that it is a must, you're wrong. And I hope, you know, you have conversations with other people who are not just, you know, cis men. They'll they'll tell you. It's it's not all based on, you know, how a specific group of, mu- of muscles look under your skin. And that if it's visible or not. That's not, that's not the end-all, be-all to finding value in yourself and confidence and essentially being loved. And I didn't see that back then. That's all I wanted was to get that fucking cock ab. I wanted to be the lowest percent body fat just for the fucking sake of it. Like, this was the goal. And I think talking about this as a guy, no one noticed. You know, I never I never spoke about this issue or my body image issues with my therapist, despite that I was going regularly... Uh, Every single week. I, I never spoke about it. I think with guys, you know, when people would say, you know, I was constantly being complimented that I was losing weight. So you get stuck in this cycle where you're just like, oh, it's just being positively reinforced. So like, got to keep going. Got to keep doing it. But when people would say, you know, oh, you've lost weight. What's going on? I would just say I'm training. And that would be it. There would be no bigger discussion where I imagine if I was any other gender People would be like, oh, something's wrong. Like, you're you're doing it because you want to fit into a dress. You're doing it just to look good. Something along those lines where it was pure vanity. Whereas, I guess as a guy, you can get away with it. Like, saying like, oh, yeah, I'm training. Like, what, what performance am I doing here? Like, what, what, I'm not going to the Olympics. I'm not getting in the ring to do 15 rounds with fucking Mayweather. Uh, I'm not. I'm a painter at the end of the day. Like, yeah, it could be tiring in the studio, but do I need to, you know, do this very vigorous training to do that? No, not at all. It was rough. It was a rough moment, and I feel I feel bad when I think about it. Not because of the way that I was treating myself and that I had, even though I was doing something that was seen as very healthy, I wasn't respecting my body. I wasn't I wasn't treating myself with love and tenderness and because I wasn't treating myself with love and tenderness how could I have treated others with love and tenderness cuz coming back to the subject of fat phobia I was that asshole on dating apps being like I won't swipe on this person because they have to be on my level which like the fuck does that even mean like thinking about it how this was like a logical thought in my head of like, yeah, like you have to go to the gym if you're going to want to go out with me. Or like, you have to be a specific size. Like, I would really not want to go out with anyone who would be the slightest bit overweight. Because it would be seen as like a loss. And also this fucking, this comes back to like this misogynistic sense of entitlement. Like, I'm fucking the gift here. Like, to be with like, you know, look at me, the Adonis. It's such horseshit and the worst part is like this mentality i see it in so many other guys especially on social media and it's so fucking harmful it's not harmful just to others out there where you really fuck with their self-confidence but you're fucking with yourself you truly are 
fucking with yourself. And I wish guys would talk more about this and the lengths, you know, that we go to going to the gym to achieve something in hopes of gaining self-confidence and feeling we're worthy of love. I mean, for fuck's sake, I never got into, you know, uh, using steroids or anything like that, but I do remember going to, because in Canada, the rules are stricter on supplements. I do remember taking road trips to go across the border to the States, you know, just to like near New York, like Vermont and all that shit to go to supplement stores there because they were more relaxed on the rules, which is insane, which is insane at the end of the day. The money I fucking spent on fucking supplements per month was insane, you know, and it's not just, you know, taking protein, having, you know, your multivitamins, your sports vitamins, all the fish oils. I think I also, what, like the BCAs or whatever the fuck they're called. Like, I was just, I had a protein mix for home, I had a protein mix for my gym bag, and I had a protein mix container in my locker in university in fucking art school, because, like, this was, this was, this was life to me. Whey protein was my fucking life. I wish they sponsored me back then. It was fucking wild. It was fucking wild. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, at all here where, fuck, where I'm, I guess saying like that my friends should have noticed. I'm not putting that on them. Maybe they did notice. Maybe, you know, this was also a subject now like back then, like 10 years ago, was not a discussion. I don't think it was in my my environment at all to be around individuals who were talking about this, especially men's mental health and men's body image issues. Like this was not at all a conversation. That's why I'm really happy now it is. And I just want to remind you that, you know, hey, to look like the guys you see on men's health and all that, I never understood in my mind while trying to, like, see this as, like, a goal, that these celebrities and models, they have personal trainers. They get access to, like, the best fucking food in the world, which is mad expensive, tons of the best supplements. Let's not also forget, you know, like, it's been revealed that there are dehydration techniques that they use before shoots that you have to do, you know, you're a hundred push-ups beforehand. So you get like that pump and all that. And that also it's their fucking job. Like it's their job. So if you're someone who's listening to this, who's looking at, you know, these individuals we see on like all the men's health mags and, you know, whatnot and celebrities who go through like these mass body transformations for roles to be a superhero and all that, like guys, like, it's not your job. If you were being paid, like, fucking millions of dollars to get a six-pack, then, yeah, it would be a different story. But it's not necessary. You have a life. You have work. You have family. You have friends. You have loved ones. You have other responsibilities to do. And plus, like, let's talk about, you know, like, the supplements. The supplements cost so much. It's also a thing of, like, budgeting. Not anyone could afford that. I was literally over a 100 bucks a month easy on all my supplements and then you know you stack on the gym membership all the gear if you pay for training and do personal training like it's it's fucking costly it's costly so please you know take that pressure off yourself when it comes to this subject of having to look like the next cover model for gq that's half naked and you have those cum gutters 
and it looks like, you know, you can fucking, like, if you flex, like, your skin's just, like, you like, kind of looking like Bruce Lee from, like, Enter the Dragon and all that shit. I guess I'm also, you know, I really wish I had someone to guide me back then during all this. I mean, holy fuck. I, not only to, you know, kind of ground me in reality, but I think more so of what this was doing to me mentally, where I, like I said earlier in this episode, it did bring out the worst. It brought out the worst in me in terms of being, you know, my insecurity. I was hiding. I was hiding it through arrogance. I was being very arrogant in this period of my life with the way that I would talk online, the way that I would talk with friends about my work. I was not humble back then. I really made it as like, oh, I have a huge ego. Therefore, like I'm the best. Nothing can touch me. But it was all just a cry for my insecurity. And that stays true to this day when you see people who fucking go off the handle trying to bully people or put someone down for their looks. It all comes from insecurity from from that person, from within themselves who's making that fucking comment at the end of the day. Uh, looking at it now in terms of having social media, I didn't have social media like we do now. Like, Instagram back then, we were still using, like, those toaster, what was it, Valencia filters on shit. Like, we didn't have, you know, the ads being bombarded. There were no stories where you had an ad for something based on your what you were searching up on your phone or your computer, whatever. You didn't have targeted ads. Um, TikTok was not a thing, and honestly, I'm so happy for myself that TikTok was not a thing. But also, it makes me really concerned. For people, you know, especially young men who are on TikTok looking at gym talk and whatever, because it's 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 a dangerous rabbit hole that you can get into. I think the last TikTok I saw that was really concerning was, you know, these guys who were basically, I would say, promoting starvation techniques by saying like, hey, if you're having an urge to eat, don't eat. Just like open your mouth and sprinkle some salt on your tongue. And have a glass of water and keep going with your day. And, like, no one really blinks an eye to this. And these videos get, like, fucking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. And to see that and look at that because, and not say anything, the reason being is because it's covered by, by like, muscles and abs. So you're like, oh, this guy must clearly know what he's talking about and doing. And look at the results. So if I want to look like that, I can do that. And... <laughs> fucking scary like I'm kind of zoning out staring at a wall thinking about it because it's it's really harmful and pushing these ideas of like what masculinity should be and that there is a solid definition of it of like if you want to be a man you have to look like this you have to have pecs you have to have like an eight pack you have to be like top peak performance because you're an alpha, you're fucking a hunter and all that shit, you're not a gatherer or whatever the fuck they say, like, yeah, go gather some berries, or like, even worse, like, you'll be a basket weaver in the village, like, what's your role as a man, like, we don't do that anymore, like, that's, you know, and if you want to go get berries, like, go get fucking berries, berries are delicious, what are you talking about? Berries are great, and like basket weaving, that shit's tough. I've tried textiles and stuff like that. That's not easy. Don't talk shit about that. Fucking hell. With that being said, I do like seeing 
the other side of social media where there are good representations and people, you know, being fashionable. Like, I love, like, one thing is, like, seeing bigger boys be fashionable. Because back when I was going through my whole weight training fiesta of whatever the fuck was going on at the gym with me, I never got into fashion beforehand. I remember I always used to wear very baggy clothes, uh, black shirts. You know, every time I would sit down, I would always make sure to have a pillow over my stomach. Um, I, I would dress down almost in a way that I wanted to dress to be invisible. And I felt every time I saw ads with like, you know, when you see like the underwear ads with like David Beckham and like all that shit for like Calvin Klein and whatnot, I never felt worthy to be wearing those clothes, which is silly. Like, I never felt those clothes were designed for me because if I put on those those types of underwear, like, I'd have, you know, a bit of a belly that comes over it or, you know, my love handles, whatever you want to call it. Or, you know, another big issue was hair. Like, I'm a hairy dude. I'm a fucking carpet. I'm a human carpet. Like, in winter, I keep myself warm. But, like, summertime, holy shit, I am sweating in places that I didn't even know I could sweat. And guess what? That's normal because bodies have hair. That's just how it is. But looking at these ads, seeing these very sleek bodies with no hair, like no hair on the arms, like everything very much like photoshopped out. And if I did see hair, it would be very like concentrated in like one spot, like on the chest. Like it would never like be going over the nipples, which was really odd. And this stuff does fuck with you because the more I think about it, the more I realize how much I deprived myself of my own confidence and just wanting to experiment with fashion. You know, I didn't want to wear colors for the longest time. Granted, yeah, I listened to a lot of metal music, but there was a moment where like I wanted to kind of like test things out and I didn't feel I was permitted to because of my body shape. And when I did lose all this weight, I could tell you, yeah, I did get into like dressing schmancier and, you know, wearing like pink pants and like trying a different cut of boot. And I felt like I earned it, like this was a normal thing and that like it was super cool and like no matter what I would wear, it would look good because I was thin. And that there were, like I didn't really understand the concept of dressing too much because I thought like, hey, it looks good on me. Look at me like I look like what I'm seeing in the billboard. So therefore, like, I'm approved. Like, I'm a hottie. I'm handsome. And, you know, I I really wish I was kinder with myself. You know, the more I'm talking to you about this and recording this, the more I realize how rough I was with myself. And it wasn't fair. And I don't want to see more young men fall into that hole, you know, of under, of thinking like masculinity has to look like something where bodies are different like let's talk about you know trans men i want to see trans men on these fucking underwear ads i want to see all kinds of bodies big bodies small bodies short bodies like hairy bodies Uh, i want to see everything i want to see all types of men being represented because when you do see it it does make you feel good it makes you feel so fucking good you have no idea the way i got out of this cycle happened in florence i remember arriving there and the gym culture was not the same as it is in north america where you can find a fucking gym anywhere uh i was also really struggling with cash when i showed up i was having issues there so i couldn't afford to go to a gym 
Plus, I was so kind of like shocked that I made it to the other side of the ocean to live somewhere. It was still like a big thing setting in and I didn't have much stability. I was, uh, I didn't have an apartment yet. I was still like sleeping in a hostel and kind of like couch surfing for a good like two to three months when I arrived. But during that time, I remember feeling so bad and bullying myself because I need to eat. I wasn't used to, you know, like I would punish myself mentally because I was there like, well, where are you going to have pizza? Like Italy is the place to have pizza. So I'd have pizza for lunch. But like in my mind, I was like, oh, this is so bad for you. You're going to gain weight. Uh, the worst thing is, you know, like, oh my God, can you imagine if like my belt had to go to another like loop, like, holy shit. Like this was running through my head and giving me immense amount of anxiety. But then I learned to let it go after those months, you know, I, you know, also you don't, you don't really have a choice, you know, when you can't afford to eat as well as you did in, you know, when I was in Montreal, the food's different. And also I realized like, I'm in fucking Italy. I'm not going to sit here and deprive myself. You know, I'm going to enjoy, you know, the gelato. I'm going to have that pasta. I'm going to have that slice of pizza. I'm not going to do what I was doing before where I like never ate carbs after 5 p.m. Like, like, God forbid there should be rice on my plate. That was, I started to let go of it in Florence. And another big thing that I saw was just culturally that I noticed people always gravitated around someone who wasn't, you know, the most fit, muscly person out there who looked like a fighter or, you know, a pro athlete. They were always around the person who, you know, looked, looked like a regular dude. Look like a regular guy because at the end of the day, yeah, there's personality. And I spoke to someone about it and they said, yeah, someone who has, you know, a little bit of a belly also shows to people like, hey, they go out, they have fun, they have good taste, they like to drink and all that. That showed like we have, there's a word for it in French, which is a bon vivant. And people want to be around that person who's just happy to live and happy about life. And that kind of started to resonate with me. I did pick up boxing back again in Italy once, you know, I got settled in. And even then, it wasn't the same level of what I was doing back home. I was treating it as, okay, this is a physical activity. I'm having fun. I'm learning Italian. I'm learning a new technique. Great. And even when I did go on like a quote unquote meal plan, the Italians are fucking hilarious. Like, they never take pizza out of their meal plan. Like, I've looked at their meal plan, and I thought it wasn't strict enough. But they said, no, you have to live and enjoy yourself. Like, this was coming from the trainers there. And even the person who worked at the supplement stop, uh, the shop, sorry, told me that. Saying, like, you have to live. Like, yeah, it's a bit regimented. You do your workout, but also, like, you know, hey, you're you're doing it for fun. And that helped me so much just to hear that and see that. That put me on like the direction I'm in now with how I go to the gym. I don't go there to punish my body anymore. I don't have a meal plan. I don't go, you know, to places and refuse to eat, you know, someone's homemade dessert because God forbid I should have extra calories and I can't walk it off. For fuck's sake, I was walking home in the middle of the night in weird neighborhoods that I've never been in before because the worst thing that can happen to me in my mind was fucking gaining weight as opposed to like getting mugged or getting lost and the fact that like it is the early hours of the morning and instead of taking a fucking bus 
or a cab to actually be home and sleep. I was like, no, it's more important. I burn this weight and then get on the fucking scale in the morning to see that I did good. Jesus Christ. It's not a way to live, guys. It really isn't. Bringing it back to, you know, the sexy things here. Um, I do remember, you know, watching pornography uh, when I was younger. I never understood, and we'll probably do an episode on this because it is worth talking about, that I never understood that it was a performance. And I never felt like I looked like the male performers. And that did a blow to my confidence where I thought like, oh, all women want guys to look like this, go X amount of time. Like I have to be able to like, when I do this pose or this position, I have to look like that. And that's, that's, fuck man, it does fuck you up thinking about it. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, porn is to blame. It's all pornography's fault, blah, blah, blah. No, you know, I wish I had an educator to explain that to me, that this was a performance, you know, that this is, you know, you don't look at Marvel movies and say it's nonfiction. It's the same thing with pornography, that this is, you know, a fantasy this is make-believe you know even when it comes down to pubic hair which you know that was a whole thing i used to fucking shave not even shave i would nair my balls nair i would put a chemical substance on my genitals that would burn hair off because i that's what i saw and that's what i wanted to be because also bringing it back to looking at like all those ads for underwear and stuff there was never any hair so I thought I had to get rid of mine in order to achieve what would be beautiful. To be considered handsome means no hair. And that shit sucked, dude. Like, I remember being irritated, but kept saying, like, okay, gotta do it. This is normal. And I remember it just felt like it, my dick was like a tube. And also, like, that burnt hair smell. Jesus Christ. This became a regular practice. You know, it's so easy to fall into these things and, like, Sure, if you want to shave, do it. It's your body, your business. But I think understand that like you don't have to because society's telling you to. If you feel confident rocking a full-on bush, looks like fucking like, I don't know, looks like a forest, it looks enchanted, it's inviting, great. And if you want to shave, then go shave. You could be as aerodynamic as you want to be. Coming into present-day gym culture, and I'm just going to speak here, not from what I see on social media, because there are, there, there are tons of accounts with this. You know, uh, There are some really good accounts that are doing their best to remove these unhealthy views and harmful, I'll say harmful etiquette from what comes to you know going to the gym and becoming a regular and getting into fitness. But uh, I'm telling you now, when I go to the gym, I do not go there to punish my body anymore. I go there to celebrate it. And also, when you go to the gym, there's more than just, you know, you don't sign up for the gym like you're seeing all the ads because it's January. You don't just go there to lose weight. It's not about, like, lose weight, build muscle, lose weight, build muscle. There's other reasons to go there. You know, you could just go there just so you're active. Like, I go to the gym. I still go five times a week. Going to the gym does give you a sense of structure. It does, you know, allow you to make friends. You find, like, something that you guys are mutually interested in. For me, it gets me out of bed in the morning. And it gives me something that's outside of my workspace and what I usually do, you know, which is painting all day. That's my, that's my thing. It gives me 
some me time. I'm not going to shit on fitness culture and saying that the gym is canceled. I'm telling you there are benefits to it. And, you know, yeah, you should. If you can benefit from it, then do it. If I don't go to the gym now, I get zoomies. I literally have to burn off energy because I'll be bouncing off the fucking walls. I'll be bouncing off the fucking walls. Everyone who's in the studio with me is going to get annoyed with me. And also, it's, it's my me time. It's my time I get to listen to music. I get to listen to my friend's podcast, catch up, I guess, like, on whatever's happening in the audio space. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, I just treasure it as a, almost like a little ritual for me now, as opposed to going there because I have to achieve some sort of goal. But the goal for me is just to remain active. It's not to lose weight. It's not to, you know, achieve a certain size, whether it be shrinking down or getting bigger. You know, going in the gym is not about just losing weight and building muscle. And when you see new people coming in, um, you know, considering it's January, don't do the whole thing where, like, just because someone does not look skinny or fit that you assume, like, oh, they must be new. They're like, oh, like, don't turn them into your weird, like, fucking inspirational thing of, like, yeah, everyone starts somewhere. Like, way to go. Like, you're going to go here because you're going to try to look like me or look like what you should look like, quote unquote, what people believe that you go to the gym, that like you're here to get ripped. Like, no, that person could be there for God knows how long, you know, bigger people fucking work out, man. And they're not just there to, you know, they have their own thing. They have their own thing, whether it's just going on the treadmill for fucking 30 minutes or not. They're just let them be. Let people live their life. Body size should not be an indication of skill level. That doesn't make fucking sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I've met some guys who are fucking husky, fucking yeah, fucking daddies over there who've been there for ages. But yeah, they're, they don't look like Channing Tatum, but they can fucking lift and do their thing. Whatever it is that they do, they fucking do it great. They're strong. They're active. They got their cardio. Don't fucking jump and assume that skinny... And being lean automatically means to being healthy and strong. It's not true. It's not true. So please, when you if you're at the, if you're a regular at the gym and you see new people coming in, don't just assume because someone's big that's their first time and that they're there specifically to lose weight. And same thing goes for everyone of every other body size. Don't fucking assume that they're there because they need to get lean and build that shredded muscle. That's not everyone's goal. I can tell you now, I am more comfortable in my own skin. I still have, you know, issues of like perceiving myself, but I think, you know, that's something more for me with my therapist, but I have more of a comfortable relationship with my body in terms of, you know, my weight. And also I haven't weighed myself in years. I truly have not weighed myself in years. And even when I go to the doctor, I tell them, don't tell me my weight. Like I'll get on the scale for you, but like, don't, don't have to tell me my weight. I remember back in the day, this is, you know, in my whole fitness thing, when I would go to checkups at the doctor, I was more concerned with what the scale would say than a fucking blood test or a result coming back. If I was, if I was ill or God forbid what it should be, I was so concerned being like that scale better say what I think it says and not say I'm fat rather than like that. Once again, like that's how severe the fat phobia was of that i cannot gain weight. I can get a disease, fine. I could be, you know, have a chronic illness, fine. But God forbid, 
that fucking scale should say a number that I do not agree with. Because then it's going to send me into a frenzy at the gym to go punish myself. It's insane. It was, you know, you know, saying that out loud as opposed to just thinking it now. It is fucking bad shit to have this. To have this mentality. Well, to have had that. I'm happy I made my progress. Holy fuck. Holy shit. That has been my journey with, you know, my body image. And, you know, my relationship to losing weight, going to the gym as a guy. And I think my message to the men out there is that you're handsome as fuck the way you are. What matters the most is that, you know, it sounds cheesy as fuck, but really your personality and that you're fucking happy. I can tell you when I'm on a date, I'm not concerned with what your stomach looks like under your shirt when you're talking to me. I couldn't give a fuck. I'm concerned more with what's coming out of your mouth. What are your values? What makes you smile ear to ear when you're talking to me? That's what I'm looking for on a date. And also, when you you could tell, ask anybody else, especially your women friends, they'll tell you the same fucking thing. You know, it's not like sure you could like kind of look and be like, oh yeah, fit. But also, when you are an interesting person. And your, you know, your values are admired by someone else. Let's say I'm admiring your value, values. You become more and more beautiful. It's like, it's insane. It's like magic. Like hearing someone talk and just like almost, you know, being like, oh my God, this person's great. I love what they're saying. Wow. It, it shouldn't be limited to just what you look like. And if that's how you think, then, you know, I... I wish that you can unlearn these things and that you can be more tender with yourself and love yourself more. Because remember, you know, I used to... Okay, I here, little sidebar story. I would compare myself continuously to my other guy friends when we go out. And there'd be moments where I felt I wasn't good enough. And instead of getting, you know, I would get upset and I would take rejection really bad. Like I would really beat my fucking self up over it. I'd kind of like clamor down my mood and be just, you know, not as joyful as I usually am because, you know, I didn't work through this shit. And it just made me be, once again, a bad version of myself. And I want to tell you that, you know, despite what your friends may look like, despite what, who you look up to, or if someone says they have a crush on a certain celebrity or someone, remember that the existence of someone else's beauty does not mean the absence of your own fellas, okay? You are handsome, you are beautiful, whether you got stretch marks, you got hair, all the scars, doesn't matter. You are beautiful. Every little bit of you is beautiful, okay? I'm telling you. I might not know you, but I think you're handsome as fuck. I don't even need to see a photo of you. And I know you're a handsome motherfucker. So I think that kind of concludes our first episode of the Oiled Up podcast. I hope that wasn't too rambly. I'm going to have to edit it. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how rambly it is. I think I'm just a little bit nervous for doing this solo. But I'm I'm happy I got to share some of this story with you. And, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, send me an email. Oiledupodcast at gmail.com. Get in my DMs. I would love to talk more about it. Because, of course, this is just my experience and you can't sum up a whole lifetime of this stuff in just fucking 40 50 minutes it 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 definitely can go on and on and we'll probably come back to this subject i would love to get someone on 
you know, another guy on to chat with them about this, because I think it'd be tons of fun, tons of fun to have this dialogue, and it's good to talk about it, it's good to, you know, see where people are at, and also you find out a lot of people are on the same page, fellas, don't suffer alone with this and beat the shit out of yourself over body image, no matter what your size, you're fucking beautiful. So if you've enjoyed this podcast and you want to show a little bit of support, make sure that you're hitting that little follow button wherever you're listening to this on. Uh, five star review, five stars only. Okay, we can take. Yeah, yeah, we can do other. We can do other stars, but preferably five stars. It can help people find this. Uh, it also just shows me that you know, hey, you, you like what I'm doing, and we're gonna see how this how this little show progresses. Gonna have friends on. Gonna have more rants. I think the next one might be a little bit of an art rant. Who knows? Who knows? I'm going to get into the flow of this the same way I got into the flow with Joy of Painting. And I'm just happy. I'm happy to be chatting and just doing something here. Just doing a little little potty on my own. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on my personal account, which is at Armando Caba, on all the social media bullshit. If you have questions, send me an email, oiledupodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow the Oiled Up Podcast on Instagram. I know it's not made at the time of this recording, but I am going to make it, and it will be there, and this comment will have relevance. Take care of yourselves. Lots of love to you all. Bye-bye.